It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action, away we go. Here's your freaking podcast with the Jason Lee and Clark Show. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Remember, not safe for work, not safe for kids. Uncensored version of the Terrestrial Radio Show. If you're new to the Terrestrial Show, obviously you can uh, listen live weekday mornings between uh, between 6 and 10. So there, yeah, we have other things going on too. Uh, but again, our disclaimer, this is not like the radio show at all. You can also stay up to date, all things JLNK, by heading over to jlnkshow.com. So... What are we going to cover in the podcast today? Well, we're going to talk about, well, if you got a little pecker, we have more bad news for you this morning. Um, <laughs> if also, you're waking up looking down at bad news, we are going to pile on. You're like, I have a little dinger. Well, that's okay. We have good news if you have a little dinger, too. I didn't know this. There was a small dong march to end penis shame. So someone's out there trying to help you. We'll get a little more in-depth. I know we talked about it on the Terrestrial Take Show. A special but... kind of man to want to march in a small dong march. Yep. Um, also, some men were asked the questions, what's the worst thing about having a dong or a schlong or a dinger? Well, some guy's talking about uh, how difficult it is to carry, you know, a dick around all day. We'll talk about. We'll talk to the women. The one thing that's in your closet right now that will help you achieve orgasm quicker, better, We'll take the erotic blueprint test from Sex, Love, and Goop, and then we'll find out a fucking... There's a terrible person out there who has a hilarious knack for naming stores. Oh. We'll talk about... Well, a man wins the lottery, but then his name is forever associated with this store for the rest of his life. That's embarrassing. We'll get to that at the end of the podcast, though. Let's let's begin with pornography. Online filth. Disgusting. Homewrecker movies. Experts do warn that if you uh, if you came up sexually using <laughs> pornography, you are about to have your reality and your hopes and your dreams crushed. If you came up on the porno. By the uh, expectations of what sex is and what it can do for you. You know, if you're old like us, you know, you maybe found a porno mag in the woods. You didn't really get a basic understanding of exactly what it is until you got out there and started, you know, feeling your way through it. These crazy kids today, they have the pornography on demand on the internet, so they have some, well, some expectations that... Even when I was a kid in the 90s, like, you you would come across the... Like, everybody had their stash of porno magazines, you're like, oh, man, but the actual, to see the actual thing on film was not easy to come by. Even, like, we had the internet, but it was so slow back then, and you were, of course, on a family computer, so you couldn't sit there and spend three hours downloading... You know, a clip or a scene, but right. you really didn't even know where to go back then. So if you, you know, sexually came about because of pornography, um, and you haven't actually, you know, done the sex yet, we have bad news for you. It's nothing like what you see in the movies. It is absolutely nothing like what you see. Uh, mensxp.com, things that look great in porno, but rarely work in the real world. This is... Where all your expectations about how and when and why and just how much all come crashing down. There are a lot of things that look awesome on film, but they don't work in real life. So we suggest that you don't try this at home. You know why? Because it's not that easy. Kids, sex out there in the real world, not as easy as it is on the internet. Hey, it never ends with you blowing a load on an eager face like it does on the internet. Walking in. 
There's no, there's little to no thrill when it comes to someone walking in on you, catching you in the act. Mm. But if you see it on the internet, what happens? It's pretty hot. She jumps right in. She says, oh, goodness. I believe I've made a mistake, but as long as I'm here, may as well join the party. There's little chance of your stepmom, your stepsister, your hot aunt, your teacher, your sexy neighbor, your friend's mom, your mom's friend, the delivery lady, the pizza guy, acting shocked and then asking if you need any help. The four guys trimming the trees outside. What? I mean, it had to have happened at least once, right? Maybe. Somebody had to birth that idea. Somebody's like, you guys need to hear me out here, porno boardroom. The porno You're never going to believe what I'm about to tell you. But one time, I was yanking it. And my stepmom came in and said, let me give you a hand. And I didn't give one wit's end of what it would do to my father or my family dynamic. I said, absolutely. By hand, she meant clapping. Happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Workplace hookups, kids. Yeah, it looks pretty great on the, in the movies, but in real life, uh, workplace hookups turn things ugly, awkward, and can professionally damage your entire career. Yeah, plus with the way things are now, like I would be even afraid to initiate something like that because yeah. because then you're the fucking sex harasser. I don't even talk to women in the workplace anymore. No, I'm like, no. eh. Jason doesn't even think that should be there. Yeah. I'm like, why don't y'all go back where you belong? <laughs> Kitchens. No, see, you can't see that either. You get in trouble for saying that, too. Yeah, as you should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not, hey, that's not the point we're laying out is that we feel bad we can't do this. We're like, you're not supposed to do it, but that's why you don't do it because you don't want to be that guy. Public bathrooms. Oh, gross. And pornography. They're all made for sex. In the real world, a public bathroom is fucking disgusting. However, if you're walking by a stall and you think sex is going on behind it, there's that big gap you can kind of peer into. Yeah. Like, what's happening back there? Or just hold your phone over the stall and you can usually get some, you know, like you're at an Eagles game or something. The fact that they could go at it and have the entire crowd cheer for them. So disgusting. Standing on that piss floor. No way. (laughs) At half the time, there's like shit in the bowl. You know. Broken stall doors. Yeah, somebody didn't flush their ass gasket. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, hanging on for dear life. Conversations. Hey, maybe it's just you and I don't know how to turn a woman on so hard that she's like, yes, the public bathroom. Yeah. Fuck me in a porta, John. Yeah, do me in a puddle of urine. <laughs> I want you to ruin your Chuck Taylors because you're standing in piss. But do me at the same time. Things that look great in porn but don't work in real life. It says conversations. In porno, you some unsuspecting person is holding a conversation with one of the two people getting busy through the door, a thin wall or a curtained-off area. Somehow, they ne- never seem to catch on that something might be going on on the other side, unless you're a master of breath control. Oh, yeah, or like they're talking on the phone, like, she's cheating on her husband on the phone while she's doing the lawn boy or whatever. What? Huh? I don't know what any of this means. I don't even know what they're talking about. What are you talking about? Um, like, uh, let's just say, for instance, okay, if you could go ahead and make this awkward, <laughs> oh, I know that you know what you're talking about. Stop <laughs> pretending like you're just fishing. I, no, I'm just saying, if, for instance, hypothetically, like, let's say that a woman is on the phone talking, hypothetically, to, her, ta- it? talking to her husband who is at work, but in on the other end of the phone, she's fucking like the lawn guy or the pool boy or something like that. That's a thing. Maybe. Maybe, he says. <laughs> maybe. Very specific. Maybe. But Okay. So that's a thing that people like? I don't know. I don't know if I really like that or not. (laughs) 
Look, everything I know about porno, I know from hastily viewed thumbnails <laughs> before I close a browser window and get caught. That's Is that it. the garage door? <laughs> Is the garage door going up? If I live your home alone, you'd be fucking shocked at how many things sound like the garage door. Heater clicking on. Uh, it's Wa- the house settling, Wa- I bet. Washer changing the cycle. Cat knocking something over. It's the fucking garage door. I can't take the chance. Car and shower sex. Nobody ever gets injured in porn. In real life, people stumble, they fall, they cramp, they get frustrated because there's not enough room. To make the magic happen. You brought up once on the show that shower sex isn't a thing because somebody's always cold. Yeah, you're always cold. You're at the back. It sucks. And that's why we say no. Not because no one will do it with us there, but we say no. And car sex is never fun because your legs are bent at a 90 degree angle. It's unnatural. You're not supposed to be like that. I think car sex was a thing back in the 70s when the back seats of car were fucking enormous. Like, my first yeah. car was a 69 Continental. And you could sleep a family of four back there. You're trying to bang somebody in a Mustang. Yeah. I would have thought with my van, I'm like, oh, there's plenty of room back here. But there's not. There's just cars aren't made that way. The engineers aren't like, yes, but can you fuck in the back of this Taurus? Looks great in porn. Doesn't work in real life. Teachers and students. No, that's against the law. I mean, every once in a while, it'll pop up on the news. But outside of that, I don't think it really happens. In beach sex, they have. You youngsters, it may sound romantic and awesome on paper, but all that sand, it never works out. And plus, there's a pretty good chance somebody's fucking videoing you while you're doing it, and it'll pop up online later. I always think about the teachers and the students that get caught. I'm like, yeah, we hear about it all the time, but man, how many times don't we hear about it? Uh, I guess it would be more often than you think. Yeah. All right. If you got a little tallywhacker, here's bad news. Small penises... Short dick men are less likely to become dads. According to a brand new study, men who visited the clinic for fertility problems typically had a reproductive organ one centimeter smaller than other men. Oh, hey. It's a little stubber. Researchers... (laughs) Researchers measured the penises, or peni... Mm -hmm. Of 615 men. Well, that's the day you're like, I, I should have chosen a different field. I should have been a banker. Why am I a researcher? I have to measure 615 dicks. It gets funnier. They measured the dongs of 815 men who attended a men's health clinic for a range of issues. 219 of those 815 men were seeking help for fertility, while 596 people that were visiting the clinic had other conditions like impotence or testicular pain. They were all used they were all measured using a standard called the stretch penile length. Uh, so that, it's flaccid, but you gotta stretch it out. Pull it out like taffy. Oh. That they use to estimate the size of the dong when it is erect. They found Couldn't you just let me get a get a heart on? Wouldn't that be a little more dignified than being like stretch it out like it's silly, putty? But then it gets all skinny when you stretch it out. Yeah, it looks like an hourglass. <laughs> Those without reproductive problems had the average length of 13.4 centimeters. I don't know what that is in American. Wait, what is it? Is 13.4. Isn't a centimeter like, or one inch is like 3.3 centimeters? Maybe. Hang on. I think that might be a little over. 13.4 centimeters is how many Americans? Uh, One inch is 2.54 centimeters. So if it's 13 what? We're dealing with about 6 inches. 13.4 centimeters. 
Those without reproductive problems had the average length of their dong was... Oh, it's 5.27 inches. All right. 5.27 Americans. Those in the infertile group, 12.5 centimeters. That's almost a full centimeter shy. Can't, Can't afford to be giving up that kind of length. You may say that that's not a striking difference, but... Ask your lady. <laughs> That's why I always measure from the butthole. Get if the she big, says, the biggest measurement. If she says, oh no, it's fine. It is not fine. They say, uh, we give men bad press all the time, and the one thing that scares them is that size matters. To now say that they have a smaller chance of becoming a father is not a good message to send, according to the experts. I think they're asking for someone else to take the blame. Ah, yes. Speaking of small dongs, there was a small dong march to end penis shame. It was in the streets of Los Angeles. <laughs> Are you allowed to wear a mask? Can you wear a face mask to participate? A movement is afoot to put an end to what some men are calling penis shaming. Um, YouTube stars Chad and JT, the same guys who pitched the 12-foot statue of Paul Walker... And the San Clemente City Council organized what they would call a they called the Small Dong March. Throughout society, shame has been cast upon those who have been cursed with weenie weenies. Frustration level, obviously, is high. So some men and some women banded together to let their voices be heard. That penis shaming hurts. Hey, I'm paying attention to the women who are in the Small Dong March. Like, all right. These are the women you have to go after. How these ladies doing? Yeah. Yeah. So you're fine with a smaller fella? Signs of the march included all dongs are equal. Jesus had a small dong. You don't know that. All dongs go to heaven. Great things come in small packages. Speak softly and carry a small stick. (laughs) I'm in solidarity with shrimp dicks. (laughs) Could you not call them shrimp dicks, sir? This is the sign that I would want to carry. I'm hung, but it's totally cool that you're not. <laughs> hey, where's my sign? Oh, here's your sign. I'm no, like, no, fuck yeah this, is, yeah, this is a good sign. It's not for me. I'm just up here for solidarity. Uh, no word yet if there will be a small, small dong March 2 next year. No. All right, so what's the worst part about hey, having Steve, a... Steve, I saw you over the weekend. Uh, yeah, but my sign says I'm hung, um, but I'm cool with you being a little guy. Hey, any kind of march like that we put together, all those signs would say the same thing. I'm hung, but it's cool that you're not. Right. All right, what's the worst things about having a schlong? Reddit asked just that question. Curious about things we don't have, right? It includes women. When it comes to guys, women wanted to know, what's the worst thing? We all know what the best part about having a penis is, right? You can put it in stuff. That's pretty fun. Stand when you pee up is also great. Yeah, you can pee outside, you know, and not dribble on your pants. Uh, I would say worst things about it probably would be, uh, you know, inconvenient erections. Yeah, that's no fun. Uh, also, you know, the extreme sensitivity. They say penises don't always co- cooperate when you want them to. That's true. Some of the other worst parts about having a dog, morning boners when you have to pee. Having the sudden urge to adjust it every five minutes, especially when you're wearing jeans. It gets uncomfortable. Oh, bad aim at the toilet seat every once in a while. Hey-o. Yeah, that part, that's no fun. 
A stray hair can split the stream when you pee. It's like holding your thumb over the end of a garden hose. <laughs> Accidentally sitting on your balls. Yep. Getting it stuck in your zipper. I've done it exactly once, says one guy on Reddit. You can tell that death would have been preferable. All the things that can go wrong when you oh, have a wait. dog. Wait, what about the uh, that one drip of pee that waits until you, you zip up and then you turn around and you feel that one little drip go boop yeah. in your, your underwear? Your underwear is like, yes, the last drop is for me. <laughs> I'm so thirsty. Yeah, isn't that the old Folgers commercial? <laughs> Good to the last drop? Yeah, your underwear is like, yay, I'll take the last drop <laughs> off your hands. They say all the things that could go wrong with your dog, erectile dysfunction, cancer. You can get dick cancer? I didn't know that. I think they're referring to testicular cancer. Jock itch, testicular torsion, which is when like that little thing twists around and snaps off. We've known two two people have both had yeah. that happen, and they're like, it's an ER trip, and the pain is excruciating. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather face a guillotine Dude, than that. They it say happened to one of my friends when he was sleeping. He didn't even do anything. He was just asleep. And yeah. He woke up, and that happened. They say, in a world of body positivity, smaller men are judged for something that is beyond their control and something they can never change. It ends up very, being very traumatic for some, says one guy. I can imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> some guy says, sometimes when you're having a poop, you automatically pee, and it goes through that little gap between the toilet seat and the bowl, wetting your underwear and bringing great shame. <laughs> that was incredibly specific. Good uh, for you, guy. Yeah. That is... That's very specific. All right, ladies, here we go. All right, that's everything you ever, I guess, that's everything you ever need to know about the dong. Now, ladies, there's something in your closet right now. You might even be wearing it right now that will help you achieve the big O. What could it be? A belt? And how would a belt do that? I mean, Michael Hutchins could probably tell you. Achieving the big O... When you're wearing what? Pantyhose. Pantyhose don't go in closets, do they? Where do they go? Do you hang them up? Usually on a burglar's head when he goes <laughs> into a gas station. Yeah. Crotchless panties. Really? Nope. Oh. High heels. Ah. If you want to achieve the big O, the answer is in your shoe rack. Scientists, plural, have discovered. The age-old question... Um. Oh, is it because it strengthens your Kegel muscles? It does. The size of your heel counts. Wearing shoes that have, and they even they even got it down to the the right size. The higher the heel, the bigger the squeal, Jason always says. The higher the heel, the higher the hoe. <laughs> Wearing shoes that have at least a two-inch heel is said to stimulate the muscle that also helps women orgasm. Hmm. Scientists discovered the connection by chance when they were conducting a study into the impact of different shoe heights on the on a woman's pelvic floor muscles. The pelvic floor spans the bottom of the pelvis and supports the pelvic organs, such as the bladder, the bowel, uh, and the uterus. Does the pelvic floor match the drapes? It's recommended, though. They also recommend that you do pelvic floor exercises to strength to strengthen your muscles. While strong pelvic floor is good for urinary incontinence. You know, so you're not peeing yourself. You can pull, you know, you can start and stop easier. But they also found out found out that it helps your sex life. Strong pelvic floor muscles mean an increased sensitivity during sex and stronger orgasms. They looked at almost 1,300 women and what style of shoe that they wore most often. After analyzing the results, experts found that two-inch heels were the perfect fit. 
They explained that this is because when a woman is standing in them, hey, their well, pelvis tilts enough so that the muscles repeatedly contract. How does one researcher grow up and have to measure limp dicks that are stretched, and the other one gets to grow up and be like, all right, so how'd, uh, how'd things go for you last night? Why don't you tell me about it? Pay attention in class. It's science class, kids. <laughs> you can go off in two very different directions. I'm sure the researchers didn't say that. So, uh... How was uh, how was last night? Was it good? Tell me, uh, tell me slowly about it. So, in the mind of Warren Clark, depending on what kind of scientist you are, you can go from pulling dicks to pulling chicks. You see, right. exactly. Yeah, let's go back to that part of the beginning of the podcast about how life is not like pornography. <laughs> I'm just saying, somebody has to somebody has to do this. Experts. Oh, they also found that very high heels. Or flat shoes weren't able to stimulate the muscle in the same way that the two-inch heels were. Mm. That's cool, man. Two-inch heels for those real big feels. I could do pervert stuff like this all day. Yeah, clearly. But can you do it well? I cannot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. It's called the Erotic Blueprint Test. They say, if you haven't watched Sex, Love, and Goop on Netflix. Oh, I've seen some Sex, Love, and Goop. It's uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and that goop thing she's got going on. You know the people that gave you the vagina candle? Yeah. And those $900 campfire boots? Yeah. Uh, The show follows real couples as they work with experts on intimacy, communication, body language, and, of course, the sex. And they have a blueprint test. They have a sexologist. Introduces couples to the quiz she developed to help people figure out what gets them turned on for sex. It's similar to how love languages help people identify how they like to give and receive love. But the erotic blueprint obviously is about sex. Oh, it says, and understanding erotic desires better help you spark the passion in your relationship and give your sex life a boost. All right, there are five types of erotic blueprint, and here's what they mean. I'm listening. See if any apply to you. Energetic. According to this expert, this type loves... Loves playing with touching or, wait, loves playing with touching but not touching. Some really into the energy and the, the, the side, uh, energetic side of sexuality. Yes, sex and spirit can go together. And so there's this sense that I'm reaching or attaining enlightenment through my sexual energy. What the fuck does that even mean? I don't know. Hey, sexual blueprint. What is this? Yeah. It says loves. Playing with touching, but not touching. Okay. Butt touching. Does that mean you get touched, but you don't do the touching? I don't even know what that means. So uh, clearly, that's not us. Sensual. This type is turned on by engaging all of their senses. That includes the environment, like lighting candles, playing music. It can be taste, like, you know, food in bed. You know, bring a hoagie to bed, like a stanza. Hot. And, of course, touch is a big part of it, too. Sexual blueprint, sexual. As you might imagine, this type is highly sexual and loves nudity. Having lots of really good, satisfying sex. One downside warns that sexuals can get upset when they're not getting enough sex. (laughs) Sexuals can get upset. Yeah, I think everybody does when you're not getting enough. Kinky. Those who are turned on by the taboo are in this category. That can include all kinds of things, like, you know, whatever the kinks you're into. And you're not ashamed of it. They say the shapeshifter. Someone who's turned on by all of the above is a shapeshifter. 
I think most of us are probably shapeshifters. Yeah. This doesn't seem very well thought out. If there's two people in a room together and you're there, there's the possibility of sex, does that turn you on? Yes. I think you're a shapeshifter. If you're curious about what your type is, uh, just Google erotic blueprint quiz and it'll take you to uh, Jaya's website and then you can take the, the quiz on your own. Hmm. Or take it together. Who knows? I don't know what you're supposed to do. Well, it turns out we're polar opposites when it comes to this fucking quiz thing. <laughs> Who knew? Oh, yeah, I could have guessed. It's like that earlier podcast when uh, Eons ago and Mother Jeff gave us our love languages test. Yeah. All right, here's our worst person. Just because somebody has named um, somebody named a convenience store this, and then we have to talk about it because a man won a $3 million in the lottery, the state lottery. Louisville, Kentucky, as a matter of fact. Guy wins $3 million. You're like, yeah, good for this guy. Good for him. Well, how do you win it? Well, it turns it turns out the man walked into his local smoke shop, or in Kentucky, it's called the Smokers Outlet. Oh, cigarettes and vape supplies. The ticket was purchased at Cox's Smoker Outlet. <laughs> they fucking had to have known what they were doing in the name of the store. That that's what makes this person a bad person because he knew what he was doing. Cox Smoker Outlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick me up a pack of Paul Malls while you're there, would you? <laughs> State minimum priced, please. Would you like to guess at where Cox's Smokers Outlet is located? Gobbler's Knob? Man's Lick Road. <laughs> uh, everybody in this story, except for the $3 million hey, winner, is a bad person. I bet everybody in that town is just about headed up to here. Yeah, okay, we got it. Man's Liquor Road. You're right. at Cox Smoker Shop. Yeah. Where are you running? I got to run down to Cox real quick and get something. Cox Smoker? Yeah. The the outlet? Yeah, that's where I'm heading. Right there on Manlick Road? Right. You can't be a woman to work there either. Or can you? Oh. Again, it goes back to life is not like a porno. No. You're not going to walk into Cox Smoker's outlet. <laughs> You're like, I fucking knew it. The one on Manlick Road? Guess what happened to be there? I got bad news for you, Warren. You're not get your dick sucked in there. <laughs> <laughs> or if I am, it's not going to be by the person I want to do it. You're like, Whoa. <laughs> it turns out I do have a kink <laughs> Alright, there you go There's the podcast for this week Always ending on a classy note, that's what we do uh, Thanks for coming along for the ride Again, if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it on social media uh, You know, with like-minded individuals Don't like pass it off to your aunt Or something No, That makes things uncomfortable Hey, don't bring it up around the Thanksgiving dinner table I know yeah. this is the month for holiday gatherings Yeah, don't. Yeah, I mean, don't pass it on to your mom You know, say, hey mom, I got something for you Because it's going to make things really awkward When, you know, the next time we stop by your mom's house We don't need that Your mom doesn't need that all right, we do it every Tuesday. Stay up to date, jlnkshow.com. As always, we will see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.